What is going on, everybody? Welcome to the Legion of Birdies podcast. I am your host, Scott Hogan, PGA professional here in Chicago land area. But just overall, just, uh, you know, somebody that really, you know, just loves the game of golf, really goes after it and, and enjoys everything that goes on with the game. And so today's episode, we're going to start off with a new series that's going on with this, and it's called Chasing the 100. And by the 100, we mean the top 100 public golf courses that you see on the Golf Digest rankings. It's uh, something I've really started to realize I enjoy about the game of golf, not only you know, being able to be around it, being able to teach people, being able to help them improve, but golf has been one of those things. It's really kind of been an opportunity for me as a person to be able to travel and get around and do some things that I don't think, you know, I would like to think I would do this if I had other careers. I think I would do it in a different capacity, whereas I probably wouldn't be traveling and enjoying these things as part of work. But you know, they would be more of like a fun vacation type thing. And I really enjoy the fact that I have a the opportunity as a part of work to be able to do these things, um, which is awesome. So I wanted to share that with you. My goal is to try and chase them. And as we do that, I wanted to talk about each one of them uh, individually, you know, as, as something that Maybe you want to go play these places. Maybe you're trying to do the same thing, or maybe you're trying to go and play some of them, trying to decide which ones are worth it, which ones aren't, and hopefully this will help you out. So episode one is going to start with not number one on the list, which I have played. It's actually going to start with number 10 on the list. And there's a reason for that, because uh, I do want to work from the beginning of the list to what I've played, you know, probably more well known and stuff that you'd want to hear about. But um, I want to start in kind of a order because I think it makes sense in the story of these golf courses to start with the one that I played first. And uh, luckily, I was able to play both of these golf courses uh, in the same day. And I happened to play these golf courses while on my honeymoon, while my wife, who I'd been dating for a few years, she was uh, gracious enough on our honeymoon. I, we were in the area and I brought it up and said, you know, we're going to be there. I don't know when we're going to be back. And it would be kind of cool to be able to play these. And uh, she was all on board and she got to experience these courses with me, which she is not a golfer. So it was pretty cool that she was able to enjoy them. And she had a great time as well. At least I think she did. So um, anyway, so we're going to start this off with number 10 on the list. Number 10 on the list. I am, of course, talking about Spyglass Hill, and this is on the Monterey Peninsula. So you might have a little idea of what the next one's going to be. But Spyglass is number 10. And I have to start it off with, you know, what were we doing to play it? First off, I was playing this golf course in December. So we were coming up on the new year. We were going to be spending the New Year's and stuff in Napa Valley, but we were doing a couple days beforehand in the Bay Area. So we made the drive, um, which is about, you know, an hour and 45 minutes down to the Monterey Peninsula. And it was a 
at that time of year, we were teeing off at 730. I was the first tee time off, which if you've tried to make a tee time at any of the Pebble Beach properties, it's it's kind of stressful because you have to book Pebble. You have to book way in advance. And if you're not staying there, it is extremely tough to get a tee time way in advance. You um, you for Spyglass, you can book it shorter. You know, it's like a 90 days in advance, I believe. And this was at least at this time. It might have changed by now, but it was 90 days in advance. And that was without staying on the property, which when I went to book, you know, I'm don't do that well in the uh, content game in the golf pro game. But I remember just asking like, all right, how much, uh, you know, how are just uh, how much is a room if I wanted to stay on property for a night? And the lady went through this and they tell you and they're so customer service friendly at this place and on the phone for the reservation she's telling me all about this place and then it was like nine grand a night or something and i was like hmm okay all right well you know just you know maybe but you know what just humor me what would the least expensive the the cheapest room you have be and you could tell she's like, oh, this guy. And she went through the whole same spiel describing and everything. And that room was fifteen hundred a night. And I was like, all right, uh, we could stay at our room in San Francisco, which still not extremely cheap, not the cheapest city in the United States. That's for sure. But we could make the hour and 45 minute drive, play, head back. I think we're going to go with that. So the. uh the plan was to drive it that morning. The only thing I regret about doing that is it was dark when we did this and it was dark the entire time. So we didn't really get to see any of the landscape as we were driving in. And when we left, it was actually dark. So we never got to see any landscape um, going to and from the Monterey Peninsula, which I kind of regret. But you know what? That time of year, there's just not a whole lot of daylight. You're spending most of your time uh, golfing, especially on what we did. But. We get there, got there at about, I remember waking up at 3.30 in the morning. I was absolutely pumped, drove out there, got there around 6 o'clock, and nobody was there yet. We had beat every single person there. Obviously, it wasn't light yet. Um, Waited about a half hour before anybody showed up where we could actually go in. And my first impression of the place is I had to go use the restroom. I went to the restroom, and the restroom was just full of junk like it was like where they were storing stuff and everything and like the bathroom didn't work and I was like huh that's interesting for a world-class resort but go ahead get everything going and then by 7 30 we were off and we were running and I'll say this the first five holes at Spyglass and the the six tee box um you know they are spectacular they are probably some of my favorite holes I've ever played. You get as close to the ocean as you're going to get. And and one thing I love, too, about playing here is we actually play with people that have played there before and they've played it a couple of times. Right. And so that's pretty cool. But, uh, you know, that's something you have to you know, it, I think that's helpful because they were willing to take pictures. Then they didn't need to have the whole experience. They were actually kind of looking for me. And, you know, my, again, my wife was there and have letting us have an experience, which was extremely kind to them. But it was uh, really cool for them to tell us stories, because like when we got out there, you know, you play number one, one is all the way down the hill. And I actually played the hole fairly well starting off and 
played number two again played it not great i, I got to mention too being in december i haven't really played in a couple of months too and uh you know hit balls a little bit but not much at home in like a net so kind of coming in a little rusty but i was actually really happy with how i started i think i parred the first three holes and you know the third hole you're hitting right back at the ocean and from there you get to the third green fourth tee and my playing partners pointed out how you can actually see cypress point and that's the closest you're going to get when you are at that point and so it was cool to kind of see some of that stuff as you're going through it you go through the fourth hole the fourth hole is an absolutely crazy hole i knew this hole from video games you know the spy glasses on a lot of video games as you're playing those and it was really cool to finally play this hole because i knew it was a crazy hole because you'd have all these crazy putts when you played it and it certainly is when i played it the pin was all the way in the very back part of the green and it uh it was a wild ride to get there i didn't hit the greatest tee shot i remember i had a long club in where i think you know i want to say like a five iron for a relatively short hole but the tee shot i hit just left such a long angle all the way back to this massive green and uh you know you can have a five club difference between a front and back pin and I hit it over the back, but the green is only, I mean, it, where the pin was, at, the green couldn't have been more than 25 feet wide. It was absolutely narrow. So just barely missing the green, I actually felt pretty good. And the chip I had to play, it took a wild ride. And, you know, that was the first bogey, which was fine. But it was just really cool to see this hole. I mean, it's right there on the ocean. You're going through kind of some dunes and stuff. The, the greens built in the dunes. It's just a hole like any other that I have never had a chance to play. And, uh, you know, again, it's it's really cool. It's just a shame that it's over so quick that you're like, oh, there we go. I, I've seen that hole and I've played it and I know it and I've seen it and now it's gone. So you, you finish up on five on a par three going through the uh, again, right alongside the ocean. Some of the houses at this point, you're like, holy cow, this is not a world that I am used to or i'm going to ever you know probably be a part of but it's crazy to see it and then you start going on six into a tale of two golf courses and this is where six you you're leaving the ocean it's the last time you're going to see the ocean really for the rest of the round and it's because you're going up into the del monte forest and this is where this golf course, all I remember thinking after playing it was one, I would love to try it again because I didn't believe some of the stuff that was going on. Plus, just kind of having some knowledge about the greens would be helpful. But two, this golf course was just a straight punch in the face. Every single shot, especially approach shots, tee shots were not terrible. But the approach shots just felt like every single approach shot was just like, all right, I've got to hit a fantastic shot. That's that. There's no other thing that you can do. I just have to hit a good shot. Um, you know, whether it's just bunkers around or the greens, um, you know, with the slopes and stuff, we are like, all right, if I miss there, that's not going to be good. Or it's this idea that, you know what, I'm playing off of a very – uphill lie a side hill lie anything like that it's just a 
it's you're always thinking and you're always trying to figure out, all right, where do I have to play to and where do I have to be safe? Again, that's where it would help to have a little bit of knowledge about the greens going in, because in this round, I definitely left myself some spots where I was probably a little bit too safe, not knowing what was going on. And, you know, I left myself some interesting chances to get up and down for like birdie you know the, the seventh hole i was pin high in two but i had an extremely difficult up and down chance uh you know we played the 11th hole again kind of left myself an interesting chance for up and down not really knowing where i go where i'm going but uh it, it was such a cool place the the conditions of the golf course were second to none they were phenomenal and not a grass a blade of grass out of place it was i i've never been to augusta i've never played augusta you know hopefully that happens one day but it was just like everything was augusta-esque it what i would imagine augusta would be as far as conditions and how everything is is what spyglass was it was absolutely perfect it was so cool and then you come into the back nine where you're really getting heavily into the forest and and what's so cool is you kind of travel you know what you don't see on tv is these holes really wind through each other so you're seeing holes like when you go across um towards 12 you're seeing the 15th hole and you're seeing all these kind of holes like oh i know what that hole is and you're so it's kind of leading to some Hey, this might work out really well. Uh, or, you know, you're you're kind of planning for what's going to go on later on in the round. And it's really cool to see them and, and then get up over and have to play them. And it actually puts a little bit of pressure on you because you want to play these holes well. You get to 12 and you got to, you know, the 12th hole, it's 178 yards from the back down a hill. You know, you got a little bit of breeze off the ocean. That's probably one of the other hard things that's going on with this course is you are so heavily in the forest. It's very difficult to determine what the wind is doing on the ground. You kind of are looking up at the trees and the trees are very kind of strong and they're not blowing a ton, but there's definitely a wind up there that gets you. And so you're playing the 12th hole and it's a hole where again there's a lake on the left side on this hole it's it's the 12th and the 15th are kind of mirror images of each other uh in a sense being the 12th a lot longer but you're you're playing downhill to kind of like a kidney bean shaped green it almost looks like the 12th at augusta but set at an angle and you got bunkers on the right and a very steep down slope that you would have to play from and you've got a lake on the left where everything is feeding to. And so you kind of have to pick your poison. Obviously the hillside's a little bit better, but now you're going to be playing back to the water. And so you really have to be careful and you, you don't want to leave yourself too tough or bail out too much because you might make a worse score by hitting it over into the water from a really tough spot. And in reality, if you hit it in the water, you are having a fairly easy chip after your drop where you probably can get it up and down a good amount of time for a bogey. So you, you really just kind of have to step up and hit a good shot as you go. And so I, I, I remember when I hit it, I hit it onto the right side of the fringe, and then I had an extremely fast putt, which I, I played fairly well, but it was still um, something that I remember having like six feet that I didn't convert on and, you know, three putted the hole because 
and I really didn't hit too bad a shot anywhere just because of the way things kind of go and, uh, you know, just kind of getting used to it all. You get to the the 15th hole again. It's very similar, but the other side, a little bit easier just because of the way the angle is, But and it's a shorter club, but very similar idea there. And then you've got the par fives that you come through, and they have some trouble in the layup areas. You kind of got to know that where you want to lay up to and then uh, go. You can go for it if you're a super long hitter, but um, you better be very sure. And I think you get rewarded on those holes. If you can get it up by the green, it's not too challenging around those greens, but you know, it, it is something you got to be careful of. And then you get to the finish and the finish is it's interesting finish. It's not the most challenging finish. I will say, so you get to 17, 17 is a breather. That's a fairly easy tee shot and you're hitting kind of a short club in. So that's kind of nice, and it's it's pretty straightforward. The green is well protected, but again, it's such a short club. It's only a 320-yard hole, so you're hitting a fairly short club in. And then um, before that, though, and after that, you do get some you know decent par five. 16 is very, very um, long, and you have to hit this. It's a huge dog leg right, and you know you're you're making this pretty sharp cut around the corner. And then when you, if you pull it off, again, just another spot where you're hitting really uh, downhill. You're playing off this downhill slope. You're, uh, everything's sloping right as well. And then you're trying to hit it into a green that is just tilted straight back towards you. And it's just extremely narrow where there's bunkers on both sides. You're hitting kind of a long club in and you're just like, yep, I have to hit a good one here. And you have to make sure if you don't, you can miss it on the right side. 18th hole is is similar. It just, it, that one's straight ahead, but there is a little bit of a weird little, um, you know, ridge in the fairway you kind of get stuck on. And then, uh, you know, again, it's just uphill, got to hit a good one bunkers all around the green and it's just saying you know what hey you better hit a good shot and so I remember playing the golf course again I wish I would you know was a little bit more in mid-season form but this golf course was incredible and this was my first time on the property first time seeing everything and I just remember thinking wow what an absolute treat this golf course was it was so much fun i was exhausted at the end of it and uh that's going to lead into the next what we're doing but it's uh it's incredible great facility obviously great customer service world class and uh you know i it's one i hope to go back and play uh one of these days and that's a goal of mine is to get back out there and spyglass is on the list for where I want to go. It, it's it's a shame that it's never going to get the recognition it deserves as a golf course because it plays with Pebble and Pebble gets the spotlight. They don't really show a whole lot of spyglass and what's going on. It just never gets the attention. It's never going to have a major. It's not long enough uh, for that, I don't believe. And I don't know what they could do to make it harder than, I mean, I guess they could speed up the greens would be the one thing I think you could do, but it, it's only 7,000 yards, which it's at sea level. I'll say that it's at sea level, but you see the tour guys, they're throwing up six, five, six under over there at Spyglass and which is, uh, you know, I fired 78 there, which I was extremely happy with. Um, 
but you know, it's just always amazing. You're like, how do these guys do this? And, uh, you know, they're going to throw that up and, you know, I don't know, again, you could, you could make the rough, I guess, and you can make the greens, but then I think you run the risk of getting a little bit, uh, Mickey mouse with everything going on. So I don't think you speed the greens up too much with how sloped they are. So there's not a whole lot of defense I think you could play I'd love to see it I'd love to see him try it but uh yeah I think it's just something that you kind of are going to have to look at and uh you know we just kind of have to keep it as our secret as we go so spyglass number 10 on the list um first one I wanted to talk about in these episodes because I think it deserves it and also again this was part of a trip where that led into the afternoon where we will talk about in the next episode where I got to go play pebble kind of on a whim. It actually worked out and I lucked out, but we'll talk more about that in the next episode. If you had a chance to play it, I'd love to hear your thoughts in the comments or, you know, in the reviews, leap, let me know. And also I'll have pictures of playing the course and more information at Legion where we'll write about it and write about the experience there. If you're interested in checking that out. So again, Excited to talk more about these. We're going to have more from Chasing the 100. We're going to have more about the game of golf and how we enjoy it and all that. So make sure you click that subscribe button and don't miss out on an episode. And I'd love to hear your feedback. Go find us on social media, Legion of Birdies on Instagram, Facebook, and would love to talk to you and hear what you want to hear about. And if you have any recommendations for places to go play, let us know. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. This has been the Legion of Birdies podcast. I'm Scott Hogan. Thank you, everybody, for your support. We'll catch you in the next episode. We're talking about Pebble Beach on the next one. We'll see you then. Peace.